you're tuned in to the Neo Academy podcast. My name's Mark and welcome to another episode of Neo Ideas, weekly insights from the world of education. Future skills unpacked. Creativity. What comes to mind when you hear the word creativity? Is it a painter cackling madly as they smear the canvas with a bold medley of colours? Maybe it's a writer sitting in the bow of a cherry tree, scribing verse after verse of beautiful poetry, only to rip it all up and scream at the moon in anguish. Maybe not. But creativity is a tricky one. A YouGov survey of 25,000 adults last year found that 28% considered themselves very creative, with the majority claiming to be somewhat creative. But yet there's still a lot of disagreement on what it actually is where it comes from, and how it can be learned. Considering that creative thinking is never left out of any discussion on future skills, we should perhaps look at first what it is not. The right brain myth of creativity. The fact that we know for certain that traits such as creativity do not originate from a particular side of the brain has not stopped people from repeating it. I'm more of a left-brain thinker, we say, and it goes unquestioned, just like a number of potentially dangerous neuromyths that still even find their place in education today. Teachers talk about right and left-brain traits, learning styles and such like, without even realising that there is absolutely no evidence to support them. These myths are so ingrained in popular culture they'll likely be around for a while, but they need to go. Why? Because growing up believing that creativity is inherent, that it's part of your neurological hardwiring, is a very dangerous idea. To grow up thinking you're just not a creative type is robbing us of our own inherent potential. The brain is malleable. Habits and skills can be acquired. Mindsets can be changed or developed. And creativity is our birthright. The decline of creativity in adults. The late, great Sir Ken Robinson will always be remembered, above all else, for his work on the decline of creativity as a result of traditional test-driven education. That narrative is gathering pace with studies to back it up. Schools, colleges and universities are killing creativity. No, not all institutions and not all education systems, but the vast majority, to varying degrees, are not helping to foster the development of this most precious resource. Conforming to systems, building learning around a test, measuring everyone by the same yardstick, rewarding so-called good behaviour and promoting narrow ideals of what success looks like. All of these things are boxing in young minds and dampening the spark of creative endeavour. Sir Ken Robinson's famous paperclip test is a great example. How many uses can you think of for a paperclip? We'll pause it here if you'd like to try. Most adults come up with 15 to 20 uses, but kids are generally up in the hundreds. This divergent thinking, wild imagination, lack of inhibition at what might be considered silly, all of this is fertile breeding ground for creative thinking, but year after year, we stifle it until all we can think of is to use it to hold bits of paper together. The creativity crisis study in the USA found that not only do we decline in creativity throughout our lives, but each generation is also becoming less creative than the last. 
this is not what we need for a challenging future society. Creativity in all things and in all people. You have a brain, at least we assume you do. If not, then well done for making it so far into this podcast. In your brain, there's absolutely everything you need to be creative. Basically, seeing something in a slightly different way, stepping back and connecting what you're doing with a process from something else, describing something in a way that somebody can understand, figuring out what to do in a difficult situation, decorating your home, making a joke. Creativity is everywhere and it's in all of us. The neurological process is fascinating and something called our imagination network lights up when we switch from our executive functioning and start to explore new territory. This so-called outside-the-box thinking is when we start to explore our knowledge and experience in a different way. Imagine looking for something in your digital files and going through the folders by folders to find the stuff you need. One by one, you open, access, analyze and continue. It's not that. The imagination network is searching by tags, finding all of the transversal, non-standard connections between all these bits of information in folders that have never been stored together. You see new patterns, connections, overlaps and ideas. It might come to nothing, but the process is fun. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And that's the point. You have to do it. No one can do it for you. If our schools and colleges are not giving their learners the space to play, iterate, make mistakes and laugh about them as well as learn from them, then how can creativity flourish? A case study is not going to do it because you are not the protagonist and the successful outcomes are narrow. We need open-ended projects, creative control, learner-directed approaches. Where the learning is, is in the journey and not just the destination. Creativity will flourish in the reflection on that journey, in the sense of experimentation and the absence of rigidity and structure. You will not find it on page 12 of your textbook. Creativity for the future. Fundamentally, if we always do the same things, we'll get the same result. The climate is changing rapidly. So population displacement, food shortage, New ways of living and working will all require new ways of thinking. The unpredictability of the next 50 years means fluid thinking is a must. We simply cannot hit the wall every time an apparently unsolvable problem arises. We must endure. Developing creativity means developing confidence and agency. It means reducing anxiety because we've got more of a sense of control over our lives and we know we have the ability to face and solve problems. Creativity links the head and the heart and means we're in touch with our own emotions and rational thinking processes alike, so the solution we create is holistic. Teachers report that creativity in the classroom helps learners feel more of a sense of pride and accomplishment, and because creativity is bringing head and heart together, it reinforces our positive self-image in a more robust and enduring way. In summary, it's awesome. So how can we tap into our own creativity? Whether you're in the classroom or out in the world already, there are opportunities everywhere to foster creativity. 
Educators need to provide space for meaningful, learner-directed projects and activities that have multiple possibilities and pathways and are not aimed at predetermined so-called correct answers or outcomes. These spaces must be inclusive and allow learners to work at their pace in their way and to feel supported. The learner voice has always to be central and educators can learn as much from their pupils and students as the reverse in a truly open environment. Creativity shouldn't be, should be the hallmark of every subject, so we don't grow up with the fallacy that art is creative but math somehow is not. For those of us with high school and college in the rearview mirror, sorry, but it's game over for you. Just kidding. It's a reminder that creativity can be making someone laugh after all. For those of you with children, you already have an advantage accompanying your children in play, games, and the strange and beautiful quests they come up with at random on a rainy Tuesday afternoon. All of this is a license to explore your own creative resources. It can be even simpler than that, just by switching things up, take a different route home, learn to cook something new, do something that's just slightly out of the ordinary, out of your routine, out of your comfort zone. Speak to someone you don't know very well at work, move beyond the small talk phase to share a story or two, Reflect on things you've done that were creative, maybe that same day, such as when you raised a point in a meeting that nobody had thought of, or even just sat down with a colleague and made them feel better about something. To dig further back, you'll be pleasantly surprised at the huge amount of rich life experiences that are bursting at the seams with creativity if you begin to explore your past stories through creative journaling. Why not try Daily Om's A Year of Journaling? to uncover the authentic self, which you'll find online. Creativity is in all of us. It's not in part of the brain that some of us have and others do not. It's not just found in art and literature, but in hairdressing, finance and plumbing. We're all amazingly creative as kids, but the world tends to squeeze it out as many of us grow. That's not your fault, and it does not mean you've lost it. It was and is always there popping up in your life, perhaps without you noticing. But now it's time to consciously reconnect. The world needs creativity. And so do you.